Hello, and welcome to this very special bonus episode number 25 of the Book Wars pod. I'm Chris. I'm here, as usual, with Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, the latter of whom stayed quiet through the entire theme music. And I'm very proud of you. She locked eyes with me and started making noises with her mouth on purpose. <laughs> just so you know. Just That's because like she didn't do it into the microphone. Energy, <laughs> doesn't mean... It doesn't mean she's not. Shit energy oh my bird. God. Oh Listen, my. I will take a win where I can get one. I honestly thought you were going to say you would take a shit where you can get one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, oh thank you for joining God. us today. We are continuing our discussion on season one of The Mandalorian. Uh, and this episode, we're going to be talking about how it impacts the universe. What we like, or not just what we liked from the plot, but how it advances what we know about the universe and what we want to see next season. Uh, but first, what are we all drinking? Um, we're drinking democracy juice. Tonight is <laughs> Iowa what? caucus night. So if you hear cackling from the other room, it's Quinn watching CNN, <laughs> which he cackles during. <laughs> anyway, oh God. Um, bless him. <laughs> uh, that's what you get to do, I guess, when you're a dual citizen. Fuck off. Um, I was about to say, that's the 50% Canadian. Oh, in my life. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a rainbows and unicorns. It's a it's a beverage i don't know that i've had it on the pod before maybe i have um it's called rainbows and unicorns india pale ale from breakside tropical summery goodness you are in for a magical ride is what it says on it um it's good chris wouldn't like it <laughs> great <laughs> um it it's, it's citrusy but it's not so citrusy that i think it would be it's it's pretty typical ipa it's good it's from our friends at breakside brewing we love Brickside Brewing here in Portland, Oregon. Um, and I'm, I'm visiting Portland at the beginning of March, BT Dubs. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so What's jealous. Uh, go away, Chris. Eat a dick, Chris. Wow. Sorry. Fuck Sorry. you. Queers only, get out. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> You're, you suck. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Miranda, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking an orange-flavored sparkling water. Which is my <laughs> my version of a citrusy democracy juice. I love it. <laughs> democracy juice. I love it. Quinn um, is now laughing so hard that he's made himself good into a coughing fit. Just so you guys know, I'm just gonna keep updating you. None of the results have come out from Iowa yet, and it's 8:20 Pacific, and CNN is having oh a total God. meltdown. That is what i'm distracted by this podcast <laughs> anyway what are you guys drinking mom's coming to portland fuck yeah i'm so excited haven't been are you coming to seen... visit us or do something oh no i'm coming to visit y'all because oh, i was supposed to go to a conference and then that shit got fucked up which we can talk about offline um but yeah no so luckily southwest let's has no uh change ticket fees Thanks, guys. Free. Love Southwest. Southwest. Cool. Not a, not, not a sponsor of the podcast. Not a sponsor. But... Southwest, not a sponsor. This is not a <laughs> hashtag <me>. ad. 
I don't know. It just on my calendar. Oh my god! I invited you. Yeah, and I I knew nothing about it. I was oh. like, oh, Kate's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, it was in a it was in a one on one conversation with me and Kate, and I gave her permission to come. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> but I didn't ask any of my roommates because <laughs> oh why god. would I do that? Uh, <laughs> we have a spare room. Like, it's we not do. like. What are you going to say? No, there's no room. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> no, your mother can't come to visit. Exactly. <laughs> and to be fair, I often wish I could t- say that. <sighs> Ooh, so no, weird. I'm kidding. Oh. The rest of you do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, Chris's mother listens to this podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking. Halfway, halfway through that joke, I remembered that she listens. And I'm like, fuck, she's going to take Hi, it seriously. Hi, Chris's mom. Oh, my God. Thanks um, for being so kind. No comment. I'm drinking. <laughs> Um, I'm ha- just having tea because I literally rolled out of bed from nap time like shortly ago because I had to take a rage nap because my students this semester are making me angry. Um, I napped Have you told your Kate? students about the pod? No. semester? I never. I never tell my students about the pod. You should tell them when, they're, when you're done. Absolutely them. not. Well, the thing is I could still potentially teach them at some point in their academic careers because I could, if they let me teach an upper level fiction class. Mm. Um. Yeah, I but, like I can't. If they know about the pod, then they'll understand you more. That's the problem. I don't want them to. Okay, that's <laughs> you get to make that choice as an educator. I I do, and you know what? I think everyone is better for it. Um, I'm. I mean, no one should listen to this podcast. No, that's a strong take that we continue to. Uh, yes, <laughs> to bring from episode to episode. The only thing that's been consistent is us telling people not to listen to this. Don't podcast, listen to so. this podcast. True. It's very true. Um, for Christ's sakes, I am drinking. Um, some stash tea, oolong tea, because I Ooh. need to not fall the fuck asleep. Um, good thing you're flying southwest because you're gonna bring a whole fucking suitcase of tea back from the stash store. Probably, I still <laughs> fucking haven't even been to Celestial Seasonings yet. Is the irony there? Um, because oh. I can't leave. We can't leave the dog alone because he has separation anxiety. Which He's is getting fine. there. Just get him a baby carrier and carry him around. Nobody will even say anything. I prof- probably not honestly we kind of take him into a lot of places that don't serve food in boulder and they can't really say anything because everyone here has a fucking dog yeah <laughs> um well yeah get him so a little great. dog backpack i think it's gonna be fine but once it gets warmer out yeah yeah i was um, gonna say otherwise you're gonna have to like put him in one of those baby jumpsuits and then put him in the bag okay with it because he's okay with being carried around in like his little travel bag when we took him to california he just that's true. he needs his head to be he needs to be able to see that's true oh, yeah so dog bag so like we just solution. like kind of zipped him in with his head sticking out and <laughs> he so might be he's, okay like, with that he might be cool with that do you um, guys have any photos of that why do i not recall this at all i definitely sent you a picture of him okay his fucking head we also might have just been too fucking stressed out <laughs> okay that's that fair i know also... it's not a great thing um, um I also have to grade after this is the other reason why I'm not grading. So, yeah, hey, but you're Boo. up. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I know. I also took a nap and was definitely asleep for a lot of today. <laughs> Everyone gets a B. Not too bad, but do better. You're done. Yep. I didn't nap today. Miranda, you never nap. Correct. What are you drinking? <laughs> she does nap. It's called going to bed at fucking 9 p.m. God damn it. Listen. That's what time she goes to bed. It's a great bedtime. Anytime it, Jesus. it switches from 8.59 to 9 o'clock and Miranda's sitting on the couch, she says like an old person from the Midwest, whoop, guess what time it is? Oh my <laughs> and she's like, what? And she's like, it's 9 o'clock, so now it's acceptable to go to bed. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, bye. I mean, like I go to bed early also, but <laughs> listen, <laughs> not that early. No, no, when I'm I never go to bed. I know. 
Chris, what are you drinking? God, uh, this I is the content that people came here for. So obviously, it's on them. Uh, I am drinking uh, Untitled Whiskey Number Thirteen from One Eight Distilling. Verb, oh. I realized you never actually tried this when you were here because all we did was drink beer. Yeah, we sure oh. didn't. Beer's good though. I mean, beer. Well, beer's fine. That was when I had the like shitty key lime beer. Oh. Which is there's still one in my fridge because I just don't want to drink it. It's that, <laughs> you and don't also have to. That's the problem. That's also like frozen and thawed since then. Oh, it was absolutely frozen. Well, because we left it outside in the snow because yeah. there wasn't room in the fridge at Thanksgiving, and so it absolutely froze solid. Be like that sometimes. I um, I also want to point out that we had a whole ass party wherein people like truly crushed some beer and um. We left that one out for people to have, and somebody really might have drunk it, except, Chris, you had to sell it so nicely by saying, it's not that good. You just, like, just told everyone. Listen, if people are coming to our house, I want them to have a positive experience. Oh, for God's sake. I don't care. <laughs> These aren't even your friends. They're, like, they're okay, like people from my Kate, program. Kate, I'm white. We care about hosting. Oh, <laughs> this is our thing. We do not care about poor people or people of color, but we do care about hosting. You, I mean. Exactly. Oh, God. In no, Iowa, apparently. I'm sorry. Are you? Jesus. Is that the Iowa caucus? Yes. <laughs> it's the Iowa caucasity. Yes. Oh, fuck me. All right. Um, <sighs> should we talk about stuff that's fake in this space so we don't have to look at stuff that's real? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. This is, we. I guess we said it briefly chris said it briefly but this is our are we calling this like our what does it bring to the universe episode i don't remember we said one of our return uh, rise of skywalker things was like analysis and one was something else and i don't remember what we said the other one was. screaming oh it was screaming (laughs) i think we should just refer to this as what chris keeps thinking it is which is what? Mandos. <laughs> oh, Mandos. Yes. Yeah, that was... This is Kate, Mandos. Kate never actually looked at the slack, which I can tell because she didn't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> Mandos. I don't ends. want to listen to you more than I already, like, contractually have to because That's of true. marriage, so... Yeah, can't Bite me. There. Yep. All right, so let's start... <laughs> let's start with the number one thing that we all took away from this season of Mandalorian. The single most important... Uh, aspect not named Baby Yoda, the live action Dark Saber. Dark Saber. As millions of Clone Wars and Rebels fans <laughs> shit their pants simultaneously. Um, I just want to say that, like, when we—I may have mentioned this last episode, but like when we first watched the season finale, we were at Chris's parents' house because this was over the holidays, and they their bedroom is like right next to. One of their TV rooms. Listen, <laughs> I already dragged myself for being white once. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> the whites love multiple I, TV I, rooms. I don't think you understand that you're on this podcast and also married to me, but okay. Yeah, well. Um. So, so we we like so we were watching and you know Moff Gideon fucking pulls out the goddamn dark saber and I've like literally like have like. A hand and a blanket and a, like a throw pillow over my mouth to keep from fucking <laughs> yes. screaming, like literally screaming. Because yeah, we were watching this right when it came out too, because yeah. we are night owls and it we are on the west coast, so it was like on at like twelve oh one or whatever. So we're like, fuck yeah, we're watching this. Um, and 
yeah, it was both a good and a terrible choice because I was like hyperventilating and stuff. It was it was very yep. normal. <laughs> I mean, that's how you are when you watch Star Wars, to be fair. That's extremely true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it was great, not only because it was the Darksaber, but like an alive black person in Star Wars holding the Darksaber. And a live black person in Star Wars. Full stop. I know, yeah, right? period. Honestly, honest to God. Who wasn't? <laughs> Who wasn't Lando or purportedly related to Lando? <laughs> stares in Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, oh um. Fuck my life. <laughs> it's it, I, when they when his tie went down. I was just like, a comp- No competent writer would let this character be gone at this point. But this is Favreau and Filoni we're talking about. <laughs> that was a solid seven minutes of fear by me. <laughs> Listen, that's fair. I know. I was like, how did he not die? Like, I'm glad he didn't die because that would make things w- just so peak. But at, <laughs> he was fine. He, like, he wasn't yeah. at all. Like, to be that fair, crash we don't looked... know when he cut his way out of the tie. He could have been unconscious for a hot second. Okay, that's fair, but, like, he was a lot less fucked up than, like, Poe and Finn were. Seemingly. You know, some people wear their seatbelts, I guess. Okay, yeah. I don't maybe know. He, maybe he force-healed himself. Maybe he's Baby Yoda's dad. Jesus! Oh, my God, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yep. He is the midichlorian. <laughs> fuck. The exactly human embodiment of one single midichlorian. What the fuck? Guys, oh my god. He would have had the entire sequel trilogy to himself if George Lucas got his way. Anyway, so um <laughs> Oh Lord. Um so anyway, having the Tark Saber back in the Star War, um, not on Mandalore and not in the most definitely not in the hands of Bo Katan Kreese. Mm-hmm. What on earth is going on there? Nothing good for Bo Katan. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for and we're going to go into, just to set the scene, Clone Wars and Rebels spoilers. If you haven't watched those shows, what the fuck are you doing? And go watch them on Disney+. Plus. But yay, get ready. Uh, Clone Wars is coming back, bitches. Yeah, like two, three weeks. Yeah, oh, I just fuck. read about that in the news blast for for the website that we are on. TashiStation.net. Tashi oh my god. Um, sure did. I... I'm not emotionally ready for the for for that season for this this last season of Clone Wars, so that's gonna February be fun 21st. for everyone. Yeah. So <sighs> as a reminder, where we're at in the Clone Wars era, the dark saber was uh, originally held by Death Watch, stolen by Maul when he took over Death Watch, and then in turn took over Mandalore. He yeah. and to, to be all very very clear, it is the property theoretically of Clan Vizsla. Yes, it is the the yes. heirloom of Clay and Vizsla, um, who uh, the patriarch was pre-Vizsla, voiced by the one and only John Favreau. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? So, through, we don't know how, it's not super relevant, but Maul was able to hold on to it through his capture by Sidious, subsequent escape, and fucking wanders into the desert. He has so uh, many legs to hold on to it with. <laughs> he, you know what he really does a lot of appendages so he has it oh i wonder if we'll see if we ever see maul and kira again i wonder if we'll see some sweet dark saber action too because he would oh, have it during that, that era 
even tease that. Oh. If Darth Maul shows up on this show somehow, I'm gonna oh, explode. Won't be on this show. On a different oh. show. You don't know if they're gonna do some weird flashback ass shit. Know. That, yeah, that he had the dark saber at one point, and the dark to find a way to bring in Darth Listen. Maul, even when he is literally dead. Not even like <laughs> assumed dead. Literally, we watched him die. Listen, <laughs> when does he actually die? Help yes, I'm when? pretty sure Obi Wan buried him. If he's not dead, he is breathing sand right now. Yeah, Miranda mm, asked when. Sorry. Air. Oh, when? Oh, sorry. So, skip forward in the dark saber timeline to Rebels when Sabine Wren uh, of Clan Vizsla, uh, some offshoot. I don't know. I don't know how Mandalorian shit works. Wait, we're, 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 uh, people are thinking she's like a vassal house. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. So, uh, Sabine Wren of Clan Wren, somehow related to Clan v- Vizsla, yay, gets the dark saber from Maul and takes it back to Mandalore to inspire a revolt against the Empire. At that point, Bo-Katan Kree's sister of the old, um, what was her role? She Duchess. was the Duchess, Duchess. of Mandalore. Uh, <laughs> the one that yeah. Obi-Wan fucked? Yes. Correct. Duchess of Mandalore. Satine. Fucker of Obi-Wan. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, we do not know they actually fucked in canon, but they, defi- but they definitely did. <laughs> anyway. Um. Uh, anyway, so Bo-Katan, her sister, uh, is now leading the Mandalorians, has been given the Darksaber by Sabine to try and unite the planet. Was a member of Death Watch. Was, tried to overthrow her own sister. Was second in command of Death Watch, right behind Pre Vizsla, and uh, left Mandalore and went into exile when Maul took over. So it, it's it's all very tied up. But what we know, Listen. last thing we know for sure, is that Bo-Katan Kryze is putting together an army on Mandalore. Now we know that Moff Gideon participated in something called the Night of a Thousand Tears... <laughs> Mandalorians are apparently extremely scarce and like desperately need people so much that Mandalorian isn't even considered a race or, you know, not ethnicity, but like planet identity, planet based identity anymore. But now it's a creed, which is different from the Clone Wars. And obviously, Bo Katan does not have the Darksaber anymore. So. Bo-Katan's rebellion, I think it is safe to say, did not go well. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. No. Yep. Not so much. Yeah, people are very much hoping for, oh my goodness, who is the voice actress for Bo-Katan? Katie Saka. Yes, they are very much hoping for her to pop up um, in season two. And I do not, I fear that that is not going to be in a a live capacity, as it were. What a twist. Um, which, you know, who who knows? Because um, Favreau thinks that women are fucking like sprinkles. They pop right onto his Mando ice cream or whatever the fuck. Um, women in my Star Wars? I know. Like, what the fuck is that about? So so we'll see. But what's going on? I also do wonder if uh, the, the, the hot rumor on the street is that the new animated show that will debut this fall might be the uh, excellent adventures of <laughs> um, Sabine and Ahsoka as they go look for Ezra. Um, so we also might get some information there um, as to what's going on in Mandalore. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible because that would be happening at... Re- well, I mean, we don't know, but based on when Rebels ended, that would be happening 
slightly before slash roughly the same timeline as Mandalorian, depending on how long it takes them. So it's interesting, and I'm curious to know what happened to Mandalore. Because from what everybody is saying, from what uh, the client, Werner Herzog's character, was saying about how it's harder to find a Mandalorian than it is to find Beskar these days. That bitch dead. Whole planet's dead. Whole yeah, system's like, dead. Dead, dead, like, dead. I feel like it was probably firebombed into submission, yeah, essentially. Mandalore's gone. Like, it'll be really interesting if they go back to Mandalore, although I don't know why they would because the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, has never actually been to Mandalore because he is not, uh, again, like ethnically he was not, not is not right but born into the mandalorian way of life <laughs> maybe he goes yeah. more to learn more about the sacred jedi texts <laughs> so true Miranda. i mean it, i'm curious i'm almost curious to see what it looks like because the mandalore i mean mandalore is an entire planetary system that is ruled from the planet of mandalore but also mandalore itself is a shithole like we it's know it's not this. a good place yeah we know this already from clone wars like they like the mandalore mandalorians have had so many civil wars that they literally wrecked their entire planet so yeah it's basically fucking mars at this point yeah truly it's worse than mars at least mars has like a lick of water on it right <laughs> so true but um, yeah. i don't know what mandalore has on it other than it's got sand craters from people blowing each other up sand yeah sand (laughs) so So yeah that's that's question number one for me question number two is about the the mandalorian isn't a race it's a creed reveal um which was kind of alluded to with all the this is the way stuff which if i see that in one more Star Wars Facebook group or chat, I'm going to murder someone. You guys are in too many chats. I oh still God, love it because I just don't it. even engage with Star Wars on the internet. I recommend it. <laughs> this is the way. Uh, I hate <laughs> you. Good one, Miranda. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but so we know it. It's, it's not considered a race. It's a creed. We don't know how new that is or how far it extends or what that fucking means (laughs) yeah or what that means because in the clone wars the whole reason for death watch is that they are a nationalistic organization like they are all about we are mandalorians we are warriors yeah we need to bring back our culture and overthrow this pacifist duchess like it is extremely nationalistic it is like the people of Mandalore will rise up. It is not like we need to take over Mandalore because, you know, our religion tells us to. It is literally because we are dishonoring our fucking ancestors. So they love to fight. They do love to fight. <laughs> they do. Just to be clear. It's almost, I mean, you know, when you have uh, friendly uh, club names such as Death Watch. <laughs> I know. Anytime that came up and they're like, the people are with Death Watch. I'm like, why are the people with Death Watch? <laughs> Death Watch really needs a rebrand. Oh my god. Fun Watch. <laughs> Fun Watch. <laughs> we have Cookies Watch. Maybe Yoda Watch. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Babu Frick Watch. Babu Frick. Hey, hey, watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Um. But yeah, no, actually, this is um, a great question. And then the other question is, how widespread is this belief that being a Mandalorian 
is a creed and it's and you can't take your helmets off and it's the whole this is the way shit i know like last i checked sabine took her helmet off only always Uh, every every mandalorian up until this series has always taken their helmets off it's that's never been a thing except for i guess boba fett in the ot right that except for boba Mm -hmm. fett in the ot in the ot and it is the jury is very out on whether or not he's mandalorian right yes um that's a different story Anyway, uh, because what we do know is that in the flashback scene where Din is rescued by Mandalorians. Din. Our boy. <laughs> our boy, Din. Oh, gosh. Uh, those Mandalorians have the crest of Death Watch. <laughs> so he was not rescued by some sort of like Mandalorian army situation. He was rescued by Death Watch, which means, well, which we don't know what it means. Like it could mean... That's when Death Watch was in charge of the planet, and, you know, this was some big planet-wide decision they made at some point. It could also mean that Death Watch, after kind of its destruction after the Clone Wars and the decimation of Mandalore in the Night of a Thousand Tears or whatever, like, they kind of went from Death Watch to Death Cult and adopted this, like, (laughs) super extremist mentality. Death Cult. What's up? I mean, speaking of things that sound bad. (laughs) I feel like it could also be like, hey, Mandalore isn't really a thing anymore. We can pretend like we're in charge and do whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And institute like with the with the the what with the creed and everything, what they think Mandalore should have looked like and if they're rebuilding, then this is what this is the kind of crazy shit we would like Mandalore to be going forward. Yeah. I wonder yeah, who the so- armor lady is. Yeah, we don't know who the armorer oh, is either. And she seems to carry like a lot of lore in her person too. She seems I you were gonna say in her purse. <laughs> it's like she's got so much lore in her purse. No, oh my god. There's uh, this little compartment in her hammer actually that But yeah, I mean she seems <laughs> extremely respected and to be like the keeper of the culture and the the head of what do they call it, the covert. So yes. sure. again, it remains to be seen how wide her influence is, but she's very clearly important, and she's also like weirdly the only one who knows about the Jedi. Yeah, Listen. who existed twenty five years ago. Listen, motherfucker, it's it's almost like women are smart. <laughs> I mean, yes, the only two Mandalorians we've heard talk other than her are Din Djarin and the one voiced by John Favreau. <laughs> So excuse me, his name he has a name and it's Paz Vizla, so oh God. thank God. Um Yeah, <laughs> if you guys haven't I don't even want to p- plug that we talked about this a bunch of other times, but we have talked about this a bunch of other times. I don't know when on what which episodes, but um <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, but like over the time it, this is like one of the points that we've continued to come back to on this podcast when we're talking about stuff that's like set in the future not so far after the clone wars after order 66 um why don't people remember the jedi <laughs> and like oh yeah what true. is going on there um so listen to our entire back catalog if you want to hear more <laughs> of that um no but uh, it's also interesting not to like now loop this into politics current politics but um but also yeah we- we've uh I feel like all of us have come around a bit on 
saying, wow, it's really unrealistic that nobody would remember the Jedi to like now seeing what horrible atrocities are going on, like in our own government and like how they're new and different every day. And like remembering what happened two weeks ago feels like a lifetime ago. Um, So yeah, just plugging that we've discussed that before. And I think this definitely falls under a similar thing where it's like okay well we have like war and oppression and we have other things going on so we don't quite the jedi are not quite in the forefront of our minds are you saying that every week is infrastructure week in the galaxy far far away no but for real whenever like fuckboys on the internet are always like (laughs) "Uh, sequel trilogy is like too close like why are they at war fighting the same people again and i'm just like Hello, can I introduce you to human society? <laughs> Have you ever seen a meaningless war that lasts forever? Like, literally all we do is fight the same war every 20 to 50 years. <laughs> oh That's all we do God. throughout history. Might I interest you in a history book? Sometimes. New or old, we've done it the whole time. Sometimes yeah. we fight it for 20 years. Yep. We should boop, 420 boop. blaze it. Blah, blah, blah. Jesus. I... Oh my god! I asked my ch- I asked my children today, my students say, um, <laughs> "Sorry, I called them my children." They probably they knew that they were probably like roast me on a pyre. Anyway, uh, I I I I asked them today who was alive for nine eleven, and one of my kids was like alive or conscious, and I was like, "Oh god, I'm so tired." Like, yes. <laughs> um, speaking of war and. Uh, being Yay. unstable and doing bad things and, and like doing things not particularly well really um we love war we don't w- welcome to the new republic um <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing <laughs> it has been like two days since our last incident <laughs> uh yeah but the new republic is that um meme where patrick star has the hammer in his hand and the board nailed to his forehead (laughs) truly it's this has been kristen describing memes on her podcast (laughs) (laughs) which is a giant meme yep meme pod that's what we're gonna do when we run out of content we're just gonna come on here and we're gonna describe memes (laughs) to each other for an hour and a half fucking god i I mean find that patrick I have to send it to you guys. Oh, no. It's it doesn't mean. matter. It's funny. It's, um, it's very good. Yeah. So New Republic. Not great. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not. So we're, as a reminder, five years after Return of the Jedi, which puts us four years after Jakku. So, I mean, the New Republic's been around for five years. They've been, you know, officially recognized across the galaxy for four and presumably by this point are pretty fucking demilitarized because we know that that happened right quick afterward. Mama Mothma <laughs> hates so, war. Yeah, it's not. Loves it doesn't seem to be going great. Like, Galaxy's a big place and four years isn't a huge amount of time, but it doesn't seem to be going great. Situation normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are what we i mean we've we've seen this before and other things that we've read but you, you know we're still in that time where people are just like oh is there a new government never heard of it <laughs> new um, dis. i know which seems like you're doing some very effective shit out there to do literally anything 
having to do with governing. Um, yeah, I pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure when they get to both on Navarro and when they get to, I still want to call it sorghum, sorghum, right? Sorgan. Jesus, Sorgan. sorry. Um, that they're just like, yeah, the Republic. What does the government change hands? It changed hands twice. What? Oh, okay, great, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like very. It's very like Tatooine and Phantom Menace vibes yeah. where it's like, oh, you have a government? That's cute. How does that impact me? Yes. Truly. Yes, but how do goods and services work? Because that's the real government of this planet. Thank you. Yeah, Star Wars has always been like a like, weirdly mercantilist system. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's very odd. Well, everybody's ships are always broken, so... It's true. That's... Oh my God, it'd be man. like that like half of the about... plots of everything are just like our ship's broken we need to go get the things oh it's the articles of confederation i was trying to think of that that's basically what the government <laughs> what the is right f- now the new oh republic my... is the art is the u.s under the articles of confederation where nothing has power and no one has to listen there is a government it doesn't mean they can do anything <laughs> it is a piece of paper though if you consider that it's a piece of paper they have put some thought into at least three rules <laughs> oh my goodness but they still that's... need to fix their ships though that's oh, really you what we're talking about that's really what what this is all the star wars is literally just about people trying to get from one place to the next and needing to barter things for parts <laughs> i mean not wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm just upset right now because i haven't thought about mercantilism since like fifth grade so i'm just like oh geez i'm just like having like flashbacks so that's money fun. can be exchanged for goods and services yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they don't care a lot about the invisible hand of the market out in the outer rim no i love how and i love how there's like 70 forms of currency they're like i have this and people are like well like okay maybe i don't Did know let me see bank teller out here i know right like <laughs> i have imperial credits for you you have monopoly money i yeah. see monopoly money <laughs> right not great it's also just always funny to me that like credits are like literally metal because i'm like how where does everybody keep their money like yeah and also how are your pants not falling down like you just like shove that in your like wallet oh yeah i was gonna say they have that little like they all have like those little satchels that they're carrying around like it's fucking the renaissance (laughs) so many so many belt boxes (laughs) All the time. No, truly. It's... it's yep. God. Um, but yeah. Um, Chris, you wanted to talk about Imperial might and numbers and things, correct? A little... Just, just to make the point that, like, from what we're seeing, it doesn't look like the New Republic is doing well. And I think, based on everything we know about what happened before and what comes 25 years later... Clearly, it was not a super sound system. But that said, these aren't really planets that we would have expected to be part of the Republic. Like, Navarro would have always been, you know, under control of whatever gangster had it. Like, Hut Space, what have you. Like, Sorgan doesn't seem like it matters enough for either the Republic or the Empire to care unless they had natural resources. And I don't think the Empire cared about shrimp. So like skimps, scrampies. Oh my god, uh, we love shrimp. I mean, it's the empire's loss. <laughs> so, 
it's just interesting to think about because the Empire, for all that it controlled everything in name, there were like wide swaths of the galaxy that it didn't give a shit about. And they were like, you are under the control of the Empire. And everybody was like, what does that mean? And Empire was like, eh, give us some money occasionally and we won't bomb you. You are being rescued. Please yeah. do not resist. Exactly. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm sure Grief Karga, if he had been, if he was in power during the Empire, did some dealings with some Imperial lackey to like, you know, keep business going on Navarro. But it's like how, you know, Tatooine in the original trilogy, like, it's not that it's not part of the Empire. Like, I don't think when they were going down to find 3PO and R2, they were like, oh, it's not an Imperial planet. Gotta ask for the paperwork. Do you ever think that the Empire would actually ask for the paperwork? I do before not. yeeting stormtroopers onto a desert planet? Absolutely not. <laughs> Someone says yeet onto a desert planet and like four other characters like pop up. Did someone say desert planet? (laughs) It's like it's been used in Star Wars before, but it's okay. If every trilogy doesn't have at least two desert planets, what are you doing? Is it even Star Wars if it's not set someplace with too much sand? Nope. Sure isn't. (sighs) Um, I wrote the thing about the numbers, mom, by the way. Um, oh, okay, okay. Wasn't that a, ma- a miracle? I made a, <laughs> I made a point. I um, apologize for making assumptions oh, about fine. things. And, and um, such. I think Dad wrote Republic hasn't consolidated control. Um, huh. But uh, the the guy whose name I can never remember, who did the voiceover in the Bear documentary. Um, Dude, you're gonna, I'm gonna need more than that. What the fuck? <laughs> it makes it makes more sense once also, you know what I'm talking about. Also, I mean, as we, things often do. Can we have a minute for the guy whose name I can never remember only narrows it down to literally everyone who identifies as a he, like the guy who maybe, wanted the baby Yoda. Maybe not me. The guy who wanted That's the baby Yoda. God, Jesus. The client. The client. Oh, Werner Herzog? Yes. Okay, Werner now Herzog. I understand the Bear documentary comment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a great, it's great as a strong word. Um, has, have you made like mom watch that? Cub. No, I have not. Oh, my God. You have to, please. I can't wait for her to just, like, bitch about how stupid white people are. I really can't wait. Um, great. Anyway. <laughs> Always Herzog. a plus for me. <laughs> uh Anyway, his character talks about how, like, things were, quote, empirically better during... No, I don't think he used the word empirically. Let me retract those quotes. Um, he's he's basically like, look at the numbers. Things were better under the Empire. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know that we've, like, ever heard anybody be like, actually, the numbers show <laughs> things were actually better then. Um, we've just heard, like order is the way or whatever the fuck um i'm i wrote in here like we can assume most of it's bullshit right like the empire is coming out with their own numbers about how the empire is good at being an empire yes um but also like privilege thing too right right well and i'm just like i kind of went down to data science e rabbit hole in my brain where i was like where i was like well it's probably because like the numbers the 
the quote unquote numbers of whatever they were measuring probably were better for the empire. But like we know that under a fucked up system where like people are oppressed, that's usually true because the people doing the oppressing are usually the ones deciding what to measure and what success looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I thought that was really interesting that it was the first time that somebody was like, actually, if you look at the numbers, things were actually better during the empire, you see? Um, (laughs) So that's just a fun thing to think about. And I don't know whether or not we're going to follow that thread anymore, but it's interesting. No, that is interesting. And also, I just want to point out that that is the most you point ever to make. It's just like, ooh, numbers. Let's do it. (laughs) I know, but... (laughs) No, no, I love it. I'm glad that you're here because I... I think I, I may or may not have mentioned this on the pod before, but literally my students last semester had to point out that I had done math wrong um, in calculating <laughs> their grades. And I was just Incredible like, stuff. I literally, I literally go and I open up like our, like, whatever the hell, um, teaching communications. It's basically like whatever the fuck our version of Blackboard is, if y'all sure. remember that shit uh, or, or have used it. Anyway, so I, so I opened that shit and I looked at it like for a good second. And then I was just like, literally just like, motherfucker like <laughs> in front of my children one of my children also excused herself for swearing today and i was like have you not you heard me swear please teach ever because i <laughs> swear a lot when i'm teaching yeah. anyway surprising absolutely no one yeah. um I, st- I just started with the new therapist and she said shit the other day and i was like oh thank god oh <laughs> yeah no it's not always a relief nothing that would have stopped me but i was actually god. happy that she said it first so that was that made me feel better <laughs> What a f- that's so fucking it's relatable. A mood. Just, Jesus. No, that's such a mood when you start with a new therapist and you're like, I don't want you to think that I'm not well adjusted because I use fuck every other word. I'm not well adjusted for other reasons. <laughs> I'm just really not well adjusted, period. Just, but it's yes. not because I use the fuck word. The fuck word. <laughs> anyway, this has um, this point has drug on because this is the book correspond. Speaking <laughs> of fuck, can we the fuck word? Talking more about Cara Dune. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but we do get a great glimpse into, uh, well, first of all, adding new characters to the universe. Very into it. Um, but this is, I this is the first time in my memory anyway that we see rebel troopers actually subdivided into some kind of like specialty as opposed to like, you know, you have stormtroopers and you have shore troopers and you have death troopers and you have this and that. So that it was is- the thing that struck me on screen yeah okay uh because in Cause i'm trying to remember books, we have a little bit of like twilight company right for example or special forces basically yeah but... i mean press I... into the mic please I'm, I'm i'm literally right here i don't know what to tell you maybe we need to turn my gain up maybe i don't know you're quieter than you were in the beginning oh well no that's better you're good. Okay. whatever you just did he right. moved it closer to his face mm. <laughs> Listen. really Okay, sorry <laughs> i i've been <laughs> i feel like in twilight company though like a lot of it is just kind of you're okay at this and we stuff kind of, we don't have enough people so we're all just doing this right now yeah like it and- wasn't super organized it was just like here's a body that we can mm-hmm. plug anywhere right and who knows if that was the case with um Cara Dune because we don't really know a lot about her service other than she you know was dropped into areas where she got to run in and blow things up and run away because that's our girl <laughs> um but I 
I, I, I have to assume that since uh, this is uh, the the season finale was really a putting 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 the band together sort of thing that we'll get more of that. Um, who the fuck wrote Paratrooper Zoom Zoom? <laughs> who is that do you or me? You that feels like you. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Listen, the Jedi were 25 years ago. I don't remember what I wrote in this outline, okay? And that was like fucking two days God. ago. Jesus. Uh, um, <laughs> the points they make themselves. <laughs> just, just great. That's just fabulous. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, that's... I'm just interested to see more of the rebels like ground strategy and tactics. If they, if they, which, which I say very loosely because did they really have, have ground strategy tactics kind of debatable <laughs> with the, with what they were cobbling together after Hoth, but you know. Yeah. Particularly after Hoth. You're right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Who mentioned Mon Mothman star piece again also? Kristen, what did you put in this outline? I, I don't know what the, I don't know what any of this means. Like you wrote down. I put a t- or there is a timeline note in there, which makes me think this was my point. I don't remember. What? I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I don't even. Oh. Um, so what? Like this is oh, yeah, English. That wasn't me. What? That wasn't fucking wrote, me. That's like right. a salient point. So what <laughs> I wrote, wrote paratrooper zoom zoom. Is that? God. The, the other thing that we get introduced to is that. Mon Mothma and her demilitarization is not the most popular decision. Cara Dune alludes to the fact that she, like, was kicked out of the army because the army was disbanded and then couldn't really get work. Which is a problem when you're at war and then you're not at war anymore if you don't have work for other people to do. And Which is, I mean super relatable. Like, God knows returning veterans. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, like, Jesus. Look at, I mean, look at the veteran homelessness crisis in america look at the aftermath of every major war in history like it's almost always followed by depression yeah but so mon mothma it's it's clear that the galaxy is not wholly on board with this star peace plan and it is not inherently strengthening the republic and we just kind of get a little bit more of that in this show and like we didn't get a ton of the wider galaxy mood in this show because it was very focused on baby yoda but baby yoda and his dad and his dad din uh but we do get some of it in last shot when you know there's that crisis at the prison planet and the new republic is there except they don't really have that many ships because there aren't that many ships and han and lando are like yeah maybe you shouldn't have decommissioned all of the warships like, and it feels like that's a thing here, too, because the New Republic is just nowhere to be found, like we were talking about. Yeah. Seems good. Seems fine. Seems like nothing terrible could happen ever. Seems like not one, but two sinister groups of people could ever rise and create massive fleets without you knowing about it. Hmm. Hmm. Almost as if. Uh. All right. The last s- small in mention but all large in implication thing that uh tie into the universe that we want to talk about is uh you you only see the that skinny scientist dude um who is working with the client to get 
the child back um, for like a hot ass second. But folks, hi, Orca. Folks noticed Orca. that <laughs> that he on his weird scientist jumpsuit uniform business, he's got a patch on his shoulder that says he is from Camino and that he is part of the little cloning organization they've got over there. They're going to make an army of Yodas. They want an army of Yodas. I mean, no, it's a very cute army. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably true, but like, I mean, there are lots of questions here. Why are they cloning Yodas? If you have sensitivity, if you clone a Yoda, can you clone for sensitivity? Yeah, right. I think this is the question. Um, which probably is a thing if because now the force is attached to biology. Because thanks, Phantom Menace. Um, and then you know, there's there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of growth acceleration on this this fifty the literally fifty year old baby. <laughs> um, Baby. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. To be fair, one. One point I made, I don't remember, I don't think I would have made it on the pod, but that I made, I think, in the Tashi Station Slack, is that what we know about the Kaminoan growth accelerant is it's roughly two to one. Like, it took 10 years to make a clone army full of, like, strong 20-year-ish old adults. And we know that Baby Yoda is roughly 50 years from what uh, we learned in episode one, where they said the target's age. If you... If we look at Baby Yoda being 50 and think if he was, if his growth was accelerated, 25 years before the Mandalorian, give or take two years for, you know, inaccuracies and, you know, plot filler, is roughly when the Republic fell. Okay, but we also don't know that that's the only growth acceleration formula that they have. Oh, that's absolutely true. Um, there's, there, I'm there's so many unknowns 50 here. Things here. Right, like right, yeah, and also you know, is fifty years old like it's actual age? It's like biological age? Yeah. Like lots of things going on here. Yeah, but so yeah, so don't well actually me about things. All right, <laughs> um, this is not motherfucker. Well actually, oh my god! Just let, let us I... move. Let us move things along. We have several other things on this outline that we should get to before the time runs out (laughs) yeah i just kate never actually got to make her point oh i missed it sorry go ahead kate wow (laughs) um anyway there are just like a lot of implications here of like are the are the caminones going to continue to come after him are we going to see more live action caminones because i kind of be down with that they're really cool yes um really cool species to see on screen especially just how different they look from humans, which we only see ever all the time. Um, and just, you know, what are, you know, all the larger questions, what are they doing? Who is behind this? Seems like the empire. What the fuck is the empire doing? Like, does it tie into the contingency? Many questions. Um, Fewer right, humans now, in Star Wars 2K20. Yeah, I know, right? Is Baby Yoda a clone? Do they want to clone Baby Yoda? Right. Yep. Who knows? Well, uh, I was going to say. Clone a clone. Yes. Uh, so, uh, plus, like, I mean, all the uh, questions that, that we have about just Baby Yoda being of Yoda species and are they all force sensitive, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Odie asked. Odie. From, on the uh, Tasha Station Patreon Slack. Um, Is it purely Imperial propaganda that has wiped the memory of the Jedi and the Force from the galaxy? Or were they just not that well known to begin with? Um, which we kind of discussed. Uh, both. 
yeah i think yes i think both <laughs> yes and feels feels like both poor canelis bofa mm-hmm. then we have another question from ryan l oh. again from the tosh station patriot uh, sorry was there more to that no oh uh, kristen apparently wanted us to actually like talk about this instead of shit posting which oh. what did it wrote kristen oh <laughs> <laughs> um um I just me I just wanted to say like what do we think the way is and not in a jokey way. <laughs> do we think it's just like the do you think when they say this is the way they're just referring to like that way of life that like I think that there was a lot of stuff about like okay he found the child and now he has to raise the child <laughs> like that's obviously somehow part of it and that's exactly how the Mandalorian came to become the Mandalorian. So oh, I just want I mean, I think that's obviously, I think that's very obvious, all of that stuff. Um, but do I mean, we I think, think yeah. Do we think that there's anything more to it other than them saying this is the way and them all trying to kind of uphold that sort of. I mean, I think it's the, the creed they've constructed, right. which we don't know what the origin of it is. So who, who knows ultimately like what the way is i mean it's kind of like asking who wrote the bible you know um it's me jesus <laughs> <laughs> okay those are two very different answers because kristen is most definitely not jesus <laughs> um but yeah no i mean wh- what is the is it the way of death watch is it the way of the ancient mandalorians um going back to the time of tar Vizla? like w- we don't know what that is yet we will hopefully find out yay finding things out all right. Um, so we and Kai's dad wanted us to talk about um, what we want to see from season two, which is more of like just like general background world building information for me personally, but also more about the actual more about actual characters that we can focus on and care about aside from Mando, because we spe- uh, we talked about this last episode um, that we did on Mandalorian, but we, we, we spent a lot of time on like just so many one off characters. I would like to see a point. Damn, Jesus! I would like to find a point in this show. No, it's... that's not fair because the finale did kind of tie it Fuck. together. It just took a long time to get there, and uh, this this season had quite a soggy middle to it. I I also just want to see more of um. Jesus Christ! I'm never going to remember uh, Carl Weathers' character's name. Grief Karga. That's I just can't Bitch. remember it because it's. Not a great name, Favreau. It's a bad name. Not a great name, Favreau. Um, bad names in my Star Wars. I just want to see him being like the shittiest uncle of all time to this baby. Just baby, do the hand thing. Do the magic hand <laughs> thing, baby. Just <laughs> announcing it to the back of the amphitheater every time. Baby. I love it. Bring me a drink. I just. Oh my god. I need it. Um, that's that's what I want. <laughs> yes. Stop killing characters of color and women would be great give women Never a point would be great yeah if if Fanny shand is alive she better come back early in season two or i'm going to take a rage dump <laughs> you know, like... a point that isn't somehow related to male characters storylines moving forward no way what a concept um i want to i see... just put the part about being sad that the Ugnot died oh yeah I right here I with his see... blurgs more it of made me cry the um mandalorian armor lady 
The armor, yes. 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 Please. She's my favorite. Not really. <laughs> she's up there, she's up there, though. She's she up has there. a number. Marit has a number of favorites. It's fair. I mean, she can choke me with her tongs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, moving right along. Um, our, our friend um, at Ty Poly Dandy on Twitter and also in the Tashi Station Patreon Slack. Um, do you want to see um, Yoda's? <laughs> just because we have no species name. Yoda's and their homeworld. Yes. <laughs> or should Yoda and the species stay a mis- stay the mystery they've been so far? Um, I kind of don't want to see. Yeah, yeah I don't. I like personally. the mystery. Yeah. I like the mystery, but I would like to see like where there are others and how they got there. Kind of. Yeah, like do they only live in uh, kind of like do they only live in one place kind of thing? Or yeah. They spread and colonize. Yeah, yeah. where the why why was there one y- yodel? sprinkled right there yeah well it's it's interesting to me and this was like actually kind of surprised me that they did baby yoda at yeah. all because one thing that kate and i heard we went to uh a con in northern virginia i want to say it was all-star comic con a couple years ago and tom kane who is the voice of many of the characters including yoda in the clone wars uh was on a panel and he was talking about how because he obviously on the Clone Wars works very closely with George Lucas. And he talked about how George's one of his hard and fast rules that could never be broken is we never got to learn about Yoda. He was always just Yoda. We never learned what his species was called. We never learned where he was from. We never got any of that. And that was like George was apparently very committed to that mystery. And so obviously Favreau being working so closely with Filoni and just kind of being one big George Lucas circle jerk. <laughs> like <laughs> I was surprised that we got another Yoda. Obviously it paid off and has been massively successful, but I don't, I kind of like that mystery aspect to it. Like I, I don't feel strongly about it. Like if they work it in and it works, I'm fine with it, but I just don't know what adding a species of Yodas would add <laughs> that keeping him like alone and doing the whole found family thing wouldn't. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It just, it feels like a star Wars in joke that like, if, if you, if you understand that we are never going to know anything is funny and doesn't harm people who don't know. Yeah. What about y'all? I like a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I like the mystery too. <laughs> um, Andrew Rich. At at AS Rich on Twitter, should Baby Yoda have an air horn? I mean, if we're gonna get Baby Yoda plus air horn equals um, more exasperated dad, then absolutely. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, other things we want to see. I want to see the origins of the First Order. There was some, like, I want to say it was Entertainment Weekly thing where they were like doing Mandalorian coverage in the lead up and they were like we're gonna learn about the foundations of the first order and i'm like did we i cool i want to know about that we didn't it there's nothing in this show that could be so far in a vacuum considered to be the foundations of the first order i mean i could see them like taking moff gideon and being like he is the first order now it's possible but but even that has no build up here and it's tough with the timeline because 
the First Order was already in place by Jakku. And we're four years after Jakku. So anybody who's not hanging around the Unknown Regions at this point is, like, not part of the Turbo team, you know? God, we showed people after the Super Bowl the focus group sketch on I think you should leave, and they were just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Listen, That's many the things." Best one. Uh, and anyway, um, also, you know, if we're gonna see the origin of the First Order, and we've got Moff Gideon, where's Ray Sloan, motherfuckers? Give the people what they want. Yeah, truly, give us Ray Sloan. I just alive, I please. I know. I have simple requests, <laughs> in my humble opinion, and uh, that is one of them. But, all right, whatever. Um, also, more women, because women aren't sprinkles. Can we, like, put that on a bumper sticker? Women oh, aren't women sprinkles, are but more sprinkles. <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For celebration. And they look Ooh. like ice creams. Aw, that would be adorable. I wish I could draw. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so yeah, that's the episode. Woo. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Next week, we'll be back with our regular content, reading Myths and Fables with George Mann, reading the entire book for next week. Uh, so we hope that you'll read along with us. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And please rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio uh, wherever you find your podcasts. It's the best way for people to discover the show. If you have the means, please give to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, when you do, we will post pictures of our beloved pets on Instagram. It's the best. Our theme song is Was Bang by Boddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. For Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to bonus episode 25 of the Book Wars Pod. I'll talk to you next week.